there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the I-80 Preview Podcast. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and let's talk some foot... No. No <laughs> football this week. Sadly, in, in Husker land, here to help me process all of that, at least that's the plan, is uh, Deputy Editor extraordinaire Aaron Sorensen, one half of the dynamic duo behind the Mind Your Own podcast. Uh, hey, Aaron, what's what's new? I, I apologize, first and foremost, for laughing prematurely at the football joke, because that is where my brain is at right now. I just gave it away. I gave I sold it too soon, but I'm good as much as I can be. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, quite the week in in Huskerland. The the very detailed preview I had prepared for this Nebraska Wisconsin game, uh, multiple multiple hours is 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 a wash. Uh, which yeah, okay, get over yourself. In in the grand scheme of things, is a relatively minor concern. Yes. Instead, we're going to talk about just what this week has been like. I mean, I I don't know about you, but it always felt like this exact scenario was pretty possible for any team in in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nebraska just happened to draw the wrong card, reportedly through no fault of its own. I guess, what have you made of this week? I Like you said, I think we expected this week to happen. And I, I think, unfortunately, it happened to Nebraska first. I will say I don't think that this is the last time we will see a cancellation in the Big Ten. It just is unfortunate that Nebraska had to be the first one to face this. It, it does feel, after everything that has happened, that, of course, this would happen to Nebraska first. But I will say, again, I don't think this is the last cancellation we see in the Big Ten, which honestly probably plays into some of what we are going to discuss because there are a lot of questions. And, well, I, I think they're going to run into this again. <laughs> Maybe not Nebraska. Yeah. Hopefully not Nebraska, Hopefully but not that Nebraska. seems Fingers like a, a pretty a pretty good bet. Um, so I th- to try and make some sense of this week, this year, this time that makes zero sense on multiple fronts, I thought we could just kind of run through things chronologically here. So Sunday evening, I am on my way home from, from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, drive's going well thinking a lot about the Nebraska Wisconsin game. What's the line going to be? What does Nebraska have? I, I kind of convinced myself Nebraska had a pretty good shot in that game. I was really interested in it. Mm-hmm. And then reports from uh, Wisconsin media emerge that Graham Mertz star quarterback who went 20 for 21 in his debut game. One of the best has, games in Wisconsin history. I want to just put that into context. He had one of the best games in Wisconsin history. And that's not being clever or cute. That is legitimately correct information. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went 20 for 21. Justin Fields went 20 for 21 against Nebraska. And as, as Scott Frost said in his, his Monday press conference back when we thought we were still playing football this week, uh, it's tough to get much better than that. That, that was Graham Mertz. Um, I guess, what was your immediate reaction upon seeing those reports emerge? 
my first reaction was, this isn't it. And I remember when I did say that, because I said that to mostly our group. So for anyone who's ever wondering how conversations happen within the Hale Varsity bubble, we, we have a Slack channel. We're often just talking about things off the cuff. And when the news broke, I, my immediate reaction was, how can only Graham Mertz be the one to test positive, but no one else? Because James Franklin, Penn State's head coach, commented on this last spring. He wanted to know, if, if you have a quarterback room, how can you have them all in a meeting together? Because if one of them, if one of them tests positive for COVID-19, wouldn't they all technically have the opportunity to test positive for COVID-19 because they are going to be around each other in tight quarters. And I just kept thinking there's, there's no way he's it. And well, he was not it. He was not. (laughs) You, you, You think about the quarterback room, that might be one where you're the best off. I mean, a team might carry five quarterbacks, um, offensive linemen. You've got 20, 22 of those guys. Um, it's just, it's, it's so hard once you have one and, and that's kind of what we saw unfold. So a day, maybe two days later, um, the, the exact timeline is sort of, uh, muddled in my mind, but Chase Wolf, the backup to Graham Mertz, who Graham Mertz was the backup to last year's starter, Jake Cohn, who had leg surgery, mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year. So they were already down to two quarterback. Number three is out. Um, at that point, you're starting to think, okay, <laughs> the, the scenario that you just described, like once somebody has it, how do you try and contain this, seems to be unfolding uh, in, in Madison, Wisconsin, and it's, it's putting everybody on edge a little bit. It certainly did. I mean, knowing, in, to be clear, Wisconsin was not going to report this, and they still haven't technically... I want to just, this is very technical, but for somebody who's maybe into like the whole journalism thing, technically Wisconsin hasn't confirmed that certain individuals have, have, or had tested positive for COVID-19. They just have given a number at this point because they don't want to talk about who those individuals are. They don't want, I mean, there's also potentially HIPAA violations. There's all kinds of stuff wrapped up into this, but that was the thing is how people knew that it wasn't just Graham Mertz is they noticed that Chase Wolf wasn't at practice. And that is what started to tip off the belief system that something's not right because now you don't have Graham Mertz at practice. Chase Wolf is conveniently not at practice. That, that raises eyebrows. Somebody just doesn't conveniently have a dentist appointment during practice the week of Nebraska. No, they typically do not, you know, kind of additional intrigue to this. So, Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez, former Husker, uh, he has been coming on the Hale Varsity Radio Show with with host Chris Schmidt for a long time. It's kind of an annual occurrence leading up to the Nebraska-Wisconsin game. Uh, Chris has him, records a segment with him on Tuesday morning where Alvarez kind of lays out, yeah, this is what testing looks like. We do it between 6 and 7.30 a.m. And he is literally watching them practice as – as he's doing this interview uh, w- with Chris. So at that point, Tuesday morning, say mid-morning, everything seems to be on track. By Tuesday night, we start to see reports again from um, from Wisconsin that this game's in real peril. And that starts the wheels spinning. 
we kind of put out our story saying, hey, this is out there, um, trying to track it down and, and confirm those things on our end. But nobody's really saying anything from a Nebraska perspective because they don't know. They're practicing. They're like, we're ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we but- even have Zach Duvall still tweeting like gifts of pounding guys' heads in because he's that's all he's ready for. So that was the Nebraska side of things was just prepare at all costs. <laughs> That, yeah, that was that was Wednesday Wednesday morning. Uh, I believe that's a gift from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. It's it's one of the Guy Ritchie movies um, with Vinnie Jones, legendary soccer, quote unquote, hard man. Um, and of course, everyone because everyone is already on edge takes that to mean that he's angry. Wisconsin has informed Nebraska that there's no football. Um, he. he Duvall walks that back a little bit, but I think within the hour we get the announcement. Yes. Wisconsin is pausing team activities. We both kind of walked through and looked through the big tens clear as mud protocols. Uh, And maybe (laughs) it's just, maybe it's just clear as mud to a lay person such as myself, but man, it seems complicated. It's very, cause so the big 10 just, and to be honest with you, I say this knowing that I am not an expert. We even had this conversation separately, and I still don't quite understand everything. There are two numbers that have to get you to a point where you stop team activity. And one is the test positivity rate, which is the number of positive tests divided by the total number of tests administered. And then the population positivity rate, which is the number of positive individuals divided by total population at risk. Now, some of this factors in the communities that they live in. So the reason for that because some people have had this conversation about Nebraska. Why, why would Nebraska have to Lancaster County is fine. Like why does Nebraska, it's less about just the home team, but also the traveling team. So Dane County where the university of Wisconsin is located, Madison is located, is having a very significant spike right now. And that is a concern for some individuals. It has to be because, well, would you want, them coming to Nebraska, coming from Dane. Does Lancaster County want Dane County coming to Lincoln? There's there's a lot of like pieces to this. And so when you look at those numbers and you're like, this is confusing. How do they get to red, orange, red, red? Just know this. I have no freaking idea. Um, none of it makes all that much sense. But to somebody it does. I did the math. If they're testing 170 people, they need 12.75 players or coaching staff to test positive. They were at 12. I will assume that number has already grown to be higher than that, but they don't owe us that information any longer. Yeah. So as you mentioned, the Big Ten put out the color coding. Green, green's good. It's where you want to be. Orange, getting a little dicey. Red, you're in trouble. Um, and there are two prongs to that. And But the, the key point here is like once you get to that second tier, the the orange, orange, the official Big Ten release on this says, you know, they would recommend s- schools consider should we be, should we proceed, uh, and it's kind of left up to their discretion. That's that's essentially what happened here. Wisconsin, is, you know, Barry Alvarez said they want to get their arms around it, quote unquote. Which is quite one. Don't put your arms around anyone with COVID nineteen. That is not the way to stop that spread. Um, but also it was just, unfortunately it would have been just easier if Wisconsin had hit red, red right away, because then it forces their hand on it. The fact that there was any level of decision-making on Wisconsin's end has just essentially dropped. I use this analogy in a different context earlier, uh, with Brandon, 
Um, but it's just like taking a match and dropping it into gasoline. That has been this week. Oh, you, yeah. You thought there were some uh, kind of residual Nebraska Big Ten conspiracy theories out there? Just wait. Because when you when you have Wisconsin making the call, and, and you know, it's it's important to to mention. I think that look, personally, I feel this way. I'm certain you feel this way. Like safety of the athletes, mm-hmm. the student athletes, matters most here. But we see this all the time with college football in much less serious circumstances. People really love college football. They care a lot and they want to watch it and they want to have it and they're used to it. And I, I, I get all of that. Um, well, I mean, but- I told you I was really disappointed. This was for me would have been the first. I, 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 I always tell people that my job does not define me. It is not my identity. But to a big degree, this is something that is a significant part of my life. And to sit in a press box, even in the most weird conditions you know several chairs away from people and whatever other like things have been put into place no chili and cinnamon rolls or breakfast pizza I get it um I was looking for like a little hint of just normalcy and like having that feeling of being back in the press box so yeah I get it I'm super disappointed I was really looking forward to it yeah and I I I was not going to be in the press box for this game um I was really looking forward to it just because I thought it was an excellent football game it was a really high leverage opportunity for Nebraska if they're going to get where they want to go they've got to start beating Wisconsin and even though Wisconsin came out and pasted Illinois and Graham Mertz looked awesome like I thought they had a really good chance and that was before any news of players potentially being out had had come out like it was it was a great opportunity for Nebraska they're not going to get it, uh, un- unfortunately. And that, that prompts a ton of other questions. Uh, how hard did Wisconsin really fight to play this game, which I don't know, in it, my opinion, if that matters, like how hard they, fought. if this is what is, this is in, <laughs> we won't get to it yet, but it does lead to another part of this conversation is <laughs> whether anyone else would have continued to play under the same circumstances, but I just, if, if Wisconsin feels it was unsafe, I guess maybe, and maybe somebody listening to this will say, Aaron, you're incredibly naive. This is a big conspiracy theory. Did you know that Kevin Warren is good friends with Rick Spielman because they're both from Minnesota and that this is Rick Spielman actually putting the dagger? Like you could throw a number of conspiracy theories to me at this point, And I would probably tell you I've heard it. I, I get it. Like maybe I am being naive, but I think at the core of this, this is Wisconsin understanding they have a problem. They have an outbreak forming on their team right now. They don't know how to get control over it. It's really not about having a quarterback or not, because I want to just point out their four string quarterback outside of having an incredible name. He also seems pretty good. They're fifth string quarterback, which is actually a running back played quarterback in high school. From my understanding, he is also pretty good. I'm guessing they would have been all right. I mean, think about it from a total outsider perspective. If you were looking at a game between Wisconsin and Iowa, you're like, yeah, Wisconsin's down to its fourth string quarterback. In in a normal year, if Wisconsin like just ran the ball and played really good defense and got some turnovers and won that game, would you be surprised at all? You know, a, a lot of what I'd you know, prepared for <laughs> this show when it was back when it was just a, a sweet, innocent preview uh, had not yet been tainted by, by the world <laughs> at large. Um, 
it was a lot about that. Like Nebraska just needs to treat this like they're playing Wisconsin. It doesn't matter who is, who isn't available. Like it's going to be hard because Wisconsin can play this way. Um, and, and that, that was kind of where I was at. And, and I, I agree with you. You, you kind of saw where I was going before, before I, I was able to get there. It doesn't, I don't think it ultimately matters how much Wisconsin did try or try not to play. Like it, this is a legitimate concern and you, you have to take it seriously you know, internally amongst the staff. We were talking about, Oh, should this is, we know what the official big 10 ruling is. This is a no contest. Um, I've seen some people say this should be a forfeit and I'm like, for what do we, do we really want to get to a spot where the big 10 is basically litigating which team is at fault here? Um, who does that help? Like, the division standings is one thing and there's a whole elaborate four page document about the tie breaking process that the big 10 is hoping it doesn't have to look at though it, it might, but beyond that, I mean, isn't it just shaming Wisconsin and, and what good does that do? They want to play. Mm-hmm. Now I will say not to completely break us out of our day day system. This is breaking news on the podcast. It will not be breaking news by the time you listen to this podcast, but Nebraska has released a statement on this said ultimately the big 10 conference did not approve our request and we respect their decision we are excited to move forward with preparations for the rest of the season so um it's actually a much longer statement one that um i encourage if you haven't seen it i assume whoever's listening to this you will have seen at this point but you know they they talked about that the health and safety has been their top priority, the well-being of the players and the coaches and everyone else. Um, they had believed that the flexibility to play non-conference games could have been beneficial not only for Nebraska but other Big Ten teams who all you know. Which again, I think we're going to run into this again. And some people have pointed out, will the Big Ten be okay when Ohio State maybe loses a game? And the answer is they have set the precedent. I cannot see them going against this now. If they do, then you know what? I will hand you your pitchforks and I will hand you the lighter fluid and you can go burn down the Big Ten's building. Like, I get it. Um, But I I think that this is the Big Ten saying they're sticking by their original decision. And I cannot see them going back on that at this point. I think this, this is them saying... Sorry, Nebraska, we understand you wanted this non-conference opponent. We weren't comfortable with it before. We're not changing our minds now. That's not going to change if suddenly Ohio State has an open date. And to be fair, I actually got asked this question yesterday for people who are like, well, does, does Ohio State need so many games or wins to be eligible for the bay or for the playoffs no it's going to be based on everything else that was arbitrary before win percentage strength of schedule it's not going to matter if they end up six and zero or seven and zero, eight no it does not matter they have as much of a chance as whomever else so that is the thing they don't need a certain number of games we know that about bowl games it doesn't matter with the playoffs 2020 is a free for all embrace the chaos. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's the year of, we're just playing football, man. Like we wish it looked like the way it typically does, but this is what we're able to do. And, and hopefully it goes well. I I think you're right. The precedent is now established. Uh, And I know this probably isn't what most people want to, or, or like to hear, but you know, because we've been through this once already and here we were again in, in week two of the season of 
Hey, they just want to play. Let them, let them play, like do what they let them do what they need to do to get games so they can play, which, mm-hmm. which I understand that like emotionally as someone who just wants to watch football games, that's where I'm at too. You start to think about it from a conference wide perspective, however, and like, are you, can you really jeopardize future conference games, which directly benefit the conference? Uh, and I know it's it's hard to have that collective spirit. Go Big Ten if you're if you're uh, Nebraska right now, given the way things have gone. But those are those are the must haves. Like being able to play a team as a makeup game to to have another game has a lot of benefits. Uh, prim- primarily, like I would like for those players to be able to do that. Um, but. It, I'm not surprised this is the Big Ten's decision, I guess. Were, were you at all taken aback by the decision not to allow this? No. If they had, if they, they would have surprised me more if they had agreed to it. Because one thing that has stood out in my very, very quick skimming of this statement that Nebraska gave is that they saw an opponent that was doing stricter, had basically stricter testing guidelines than the Big Ten. I, essentially saying we weren't going to look for somebody who wasn't testing. However, if you're the big 10 and you're looking at this, maybe you look at the university of Tennessee at Chattanooga and say, all right, they're testing pretty well. But what if that testing doesn't fully align with the way that the big 10 is testing? And now they come to Lincoln and they potentially pass COVID-19 to Cam Jurgens or to Adrian Martinez. And now Nebraska is in a situation where it has contracted it, it has an outbreak of its own, and now Nebraska suddenly can't play for two weeks because of this. This is them just mitigating their own risk, and I know that doesn't feel like the fun, sexy answer. Nebraska fans probably would he, he will hear me say that and be like, but that's not fun. Unfortunately, the Big Ten has always been a conference that plays it safe. They haven't changed, and that might make you mad as a fan, but we, we know what we're getting with the big 10 and that is they're going to err on the side of playing it safe. Yeah. It's, it's all uh, risk assessment and kind of making decisions for a collective rather than individual schools. And, and none of it is fun or, mm-hmm. or sexy as, as, as you so yeah. eloquently put. It's um, not, I get it. <laughs> it, it, it. It isn't. Um, let's go back to Wednesday for a second to talk about the tweet, the tweet, you are, you are the uh, smartest person about social media that I know. Uh, so I'm interested in your perspective on this. Um, so emotions are raw on Wednesday after mm-hmm. the, the cancellation. Uh, we find out through the Wisconsin press conference, the number that you mentioned at, as of that time, they had 12 cases, including the quarterbacks we've already talked about, head coach Paul Christ and, and five other staff members. So I think it was six players, six, six staff members slash coaches. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, Husker Sports account, the Husker Sports Network account tweets out a poll, a sponsored poll asking if Nebraska only had six players and six coaches out, and this is paraphrased, but if Nebraska only had those, those numbers, would it play this weekend? And it does not go well. No. And they have, it's a, it is a sponsored tweet as well. There's a, there's two 
adds of good old Runza in there. So I'm like, my initial reaction was poor Runza. <laughs> the poor person who was running, who runs Runza's social account had the worst night of their life last night. Sport, Husker Sports Network did as well, but I'm just saying Runza was the innocent bystander here who got looped into a very unfortunate um, ordeal. That is not what Runza signed up for. Um, so I, as somebody who, and I do appreciate you calling me the smartest person you know about social media, I, I do pride myself on on my social knowledge. Um, you know, this mistakes are bound to happen in social media. It just is what it is. I, I have in the past asked if this will be okay for Hale Varsity. And there are times where stuff that I think might be okay after a second look is probably pushing the limit a little too far. It's pushing a line that's just not appropriate. And thankfully, when I do ask those questions, whether it's to you or the group, I'm, I'm often met with, no, 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 that's, that's probably not. But if, if you had said, yep, go for it, like there is a potential that something could get shared that's not really representative of what we want to the thing that I, I, I think Nebraska fans, and it's unfortunate because the national entities who picked this up, they missed two things about it. First and foremost, this is not an official Nebraska athletics account. It's the Husker Sports Network account, which, yes, is affiliated through the university, but it is not the university. It's a little misleading because of the handle. If it said Husker Sports Network, I think it would have still gotten roasted, but probably not to the level that it hit. I think people misunderstood and thought this was the Huskers official account. The second piece here is this was actually a conversation that was happening at the time on their show. So where a conversation may have a little bit more depth and understanding in a radio segment, in a tweet, it came across as very tone deaf and very um, irresponsible. And people looked at it as Nebraska whining, Nebraska being irresponsible, Nebraska basically saying we would roll into any town with a bunch of COVID positives on our team and just not care. And I can see from how the tweet was presented why people felt that way. There's context missing to it. And I, I think, I hope it's a learning lesson for however this tweet happened. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume there's probably going to be more checks and balances put into place before a sponsored fan poll can go out to the world going forward, which stinks when it has to happen, but sometimes is for the best. It's just, like I said, it's unfortunate because I think people focused on this because they thought it was the at Huskers account and it's not. So it's been deleted the screenshots are still out there to the world. People are sharing them left and right. But it has definitely, it has definitely only ignited the tension and the divisional line between Nebraska and its supporters and the national media and people who are not Nebraska supporters. There's a def definitive line and people are just now, I can understand why Nebraska fans feel slighted because what's happening over here feels really unfair, but I can see why people over here are talking about Nebraska because it didn't look good. No, it didn't. And I think you're right. It is college football is a tribal sport by nature. That That's a good tribalism way of it. was 
highlighted um, just in the efforts to get Nebraska, well, to get all the big team, 10 teams back on the field, right? Like we saw that, you know, Nebraska files a lawsuit and Husker fans who are the most directly invested in want to see football are, are all about it nationally. And I'm not even talking about like Desmond Howard, Michael Wilbon, that whole thing. Like we're, we're past that just kind of the more even keeled, I guess, or general national viewer is kind of like, man, this looks kind of crazy from, from the outside. Other big 10 programs, like their fans, like individuals who like, I think it's really easy when we talk about like the national scope, it is easy to go to like the Desmond Howard, the, um, I can't, I'm like blanking on people's names, but those that who wrote columns that really ticked off Nebraska fans. Like we're not even talking about that. Just like general fans of other programs in the big 10 are kind of looking at Nebraska right now. Like what is happening over here? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that was the problem. Like as you, as you kind of laid out, you know, the, the tweet we're talking about now from, from this week, it isn't from any official Husker, Husker account, but because you already had that history and because people were already feeling that way, it was like, see, see, here's more evidence. These people are crazy. What's, what is going on there? And and to be clear, like it was not, it was not a good tweet. Like that's not, I, you know, I understand people, like people were talking about it. Um, but that's, you can't, you can't go there with that. I guess the most, like the, the question I'm most interested in there and I'm interested in what you think is, what do you like? How long is the tail on this reputation, deserved or undeserved? And that's always going to be a matter of perspective. Uh, how long is the tail on this reputation that Nebraska has developed uh, in 2020? Um, do you think it does any long term damage, I guess, to the program? Oh, honestly, I think the only way Nebraska fixes this reputation at this point is this program has to figure out how to win. Y- you can do and say and act and be however you want when you're winning. People. I mean, we use him as an example a lot, but the reason Nick Saban gets away with a lot of the things that he does and the way he runs his program is because his program wins. So if he doesn't feel like talking to the media or he doesn't feel like explaining things or if he doesn't feel like doing something, you're like, well, that stinks, but you know what? At least he's winning. Got a winning program over there. What else can we say? What can we do? The... Nebraska solves a lot of its problems once it starts winning. Now, I understand when you don't have a game, you can't win the game. And so I get it. It kind of is like counterintuitive to what needs to happen. I I think Nebraska also has to find its way where, yes, you don't have to just sit back and expect the Big Ten or other other schools to – Um, walk all over you all the time you are allowed to speak up I think we saw especially with Ohio State how much they appreciated Nebraska going out on a limb to fight for for football I I think you do see those relationships but at some point Nebraska is also going to have to learn when not to step over that line when do we just take a step back for a second and say we want this thing but maybe this isn't the battle we fight today we fought this battle, but maybe this is the one where we need to just step back and say, it really sucks that this happened, but we're going to just take it easy. Well, not take it easy. I don't mean like still like move forward for your next opponent, but that that's the, that's the challenge here is you can go two ways with it. Is Nebraska suddenly now like going against what it had done earlier? If they suddenly say, that's fine, we can't play, we're, we're not going to fight it. But at the same time, would the 
would the outlook have been better on the program if they would have just said, it sucks, but we're going to, we're going to just call it a wash and get ready for Northwestern. I, I'm hesitating and I'm, I want to be clear. Some of you might want to yell at me on Twitter and that's okay. Um, I don't think that we would be in this if Nebraska had come forward and just said, we're disappointed. We wanted to play this game. We understood this was the risk that we took going into a season designed quite like this one. We wish the Big Ten had thought about this a little bit more, and this is what we had fought for to start sooner than we did. They could have been forceful. They could have put a bit of a, they could have put it to the Big Ten a little bit, but I think by going out and trying to find an opponent, it has just stoked the flames. And I'm just now watching more people say Nebraska needs to get out of the Big Ten. Yeah, so we're back there again after the very first, you know, postponement, cancellation, whatever you want to call it back in August, you know, things got there pretty quickly. Um, and, and, and here we are again, I, I think you're on the reputation point. I think you're right. Like the way out is to be good at football, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I wrote in the aftermath of the cancellation is like, this doesn't change anything. Like it doesn't change the, the challenge ahead for Nebraska, which maybe is a fairly obvious point, but just watching, you know, Twitter and some of the reaction to it, uh, it was an attempt to at least say, like, I understand, like, <laughs> this this sucks, it's not fun, but it'll be okay. Like, Nebraska's going to have the chance to play some more games. Um, it almost had the chance to play Tennessee Chattanooga, a school that I know a bit about. Um, we almost could have had a special guest from <laughs> the university. We, yeah, we almost, we almost could have, uh, UTC provides my health insurance. Um, <laughs> you are not employed what. by UTC though. <laughs> I am not. Uh, my wife, Christina is an associate professor of painting and drawing, uh, there. So that was, you and I were on the phone Thursday morning, kind of getting set for the day saying, all right, like, do you think they're really like pursuing anything here? What could happen? Who would they even play? And I was like, well, I know Ch- Chattanooga is available, like jokingly. They, yep, it was UT- really weird. <laughs> UTC played played uh, a week ago. Their one game as an FCS school that they had scheduled for the fall uh, lost a tough one to Western Kentucky. And yeah, I was just uh, spitballing. And then the UTC years lasted about 15, 15 minutes. minutes um, may which may of- that time be thought of fondly. <laughs> uh, it was it was an exciting time here in Chattanooga. I can tell you, boots on the ground. Um, so. <laughs> I'm just imagining people like storming through the streets in excitement. We're going to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, uh, as we kind of already we we spoiled the the stunning conclusion to this whole timeline. Uh, oh no, obviously. we didn't. We still have oh to the timeline. I thought you were talking about the ending of them. We haven't spoiled that. Okay. No, the crescendo, <laughs> the crescendo is about to begin building. Um, <laughs> the stunning finale. <laughs> you know, like we we kind of already covered covered this ground. The Big Ten obviously decided what it did. It had reasons to do that, but it was fun there for a minute. Um, Nebraska remained true to its 2020 self, and I guess efforting to to get to that game. It would have been nice to see it um, after getting a taste of football last week. I, I just keep going back to how like I hadn't even considered that, okay, 
you know, this thing is as fragile as it was. Like I, w- I went immediately from nothing is normal to like, oh, football season's back. We're in, we're in football schedule. And I was actually mm-hmm. overwhelmed kind of Monday and Tuesday being like, all right, I got to get like back in the swing of things, back in the regular rhythm of doing this. And then it all fell apart. It did. And, you know, I think, and so I want to just, maybe maybe the people who were hearing me already dropped off because they're mad at me about it. I, I want to be clear about something. I'm, I'm not slighting Nebraska for trying. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that that was a bad thing. I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that I think that there might have been a way to kind of stick it a little bit to the Big Ten without necessarily having to go down this path of seeking another opponent, knowing that this this was probably going to be the decision that was made. But I guess if you don't try, you don't know. I do think the statement that they made was about as good of a statement as you can make at that point. I think that was the right thing. I do, do think that helps kind of – it won't from a national perspective, but it does sort of soften things a little bit now going forward. Nebraska is on to Northwestern. They're not pursuing it further at this point. They're done. The thing is, is like, I th- again, it goes back to there will be a day, and I believe this to be true, that Nebraska will be competing, will be more competitive in the Big Ten than they are currently. And when that day comes, Nebraska can throw its weight around in a way that it's used to from the past. Unfortunately, Nebraska's throwing weight around it doesn't necessarily have right now because the reputation hasn't even really f- fully been established in this conference. When we think of the fact that Nebraska has only been here 10 years, it's been a roller coaster of 10 years. And this is not exactly getting the next 10 years started off on the right foot. But if you're somebody who thinks that Nebraska is leaving the Big Ten anytime soon, they're not going to. Nebraska will get back to a point where it can be a little bit of the, the, the big bad wolf in the Big Ten. It just, how Nebraska has performed over the last so many years in, in conjunction, it, it has created where we're at now. Like I was starting to say, I don't think Nebraska is leaving the Big Ten anytime soon for a number of reasons that have nothing to do with football, which I know football is always the thing we want to focus on, but Nebraska has gained a lot in the Big Ten outside of the football scope and world. One thing that I find very, very interesting, and I think that this is kind of a nice, like, this kind of puts the bow on it for me. So now that I'm sort of like walking, you're, everyone's living my like thoughts as they're happening. So like I said, Nebraska could have just gone into this and said, you know, we're not going to pursue an opponent. I don't think that was ever going to be the way. I do think the, the response since has been the right one. I think it provides leadership. The Nebraska football parents Twitter account, who for most who followed along know that that's where when the lawsuit started, a lot of information was coming there. They responded to Nebraska's whole statement and said, we are thankful for the excellent leadership at the University of Nebraska. They are always trying to do what is best for our student athletes. Our kids are in good hands and we know the Huskers will be ready for Northwestern. That is a very, for me, that is sort of like, that is the bow on this moment. We are on to the next. Yes, that is a interesting response given <laughs> the tenor of things earlier. Um, yeah, but, but I, I, that's a good thing. This is, if you want to know how Nebraska repairs, and maybe Nebraska doesn't care about its reputation, that is always another possibility. Nebraska doesn't care what people think of it. But outside of winning, which I don't think 2020 is going to really provide a whole lot of like 
change to any of that. Going forward, Nebraska needs to solidify itself as a legitimate contender in the Big Ten West. That is a thing that once they do, the Huskers will be able to fix that reputation a little bit. In the meantime, responses like that, that show understanding, like I said, the Huskers are still kind of through a little bit of a dig at the Big Ten, and that's okay. Um, a little a little bit of a little dig, but appropriately so. That is going to go a long way because when somebody tries to poke a hole in that and try to get upset at that, there's not much you can get upset at. What are you going to get mad at there? Oh, they agree. They understood the decision and now they're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you use the, you know, I don't, I don't want to jump. This is a topic for an entirely like different time, but I do find myself occasionally thinking about it. It's like, okay, we're going to go through this fall and hopefully get the majority of these games in. But like you start to think about next year, like what will even like, how will we view this season? Like if hopefully by 2021, you know, you're able to play your full slate of games as scheduled, everybody's safe. Everything's great. Fans in the stands, the whole, the whole deal. Fans in the stands. It's, it's just going to be weird. And I think, uh, you know, to go back to what I said earlier, it's, it's the, we're just trying to play football, man. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's got a very kind of backyard feel, um, which has something to do with, with limited fans in the stands, I guess, even though you're in pads, you know, it's like, let's try and get what we can get out of this year. Um, something's better than nothing. And, and hope that the quicker we can get back to, um, what we're used to, I guess, uh, the happier everyone will of course be. So, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like because we're in the point of just whatever at this point, I feel like before we get to the exciting conclusion of this, I guess I could break a little bit of news and tell people another reason why I was really excited about Saturday. I have two six foot versions of my dogs in the tunnel walk. So I just want to point out to people, I care immensely. Don't ask me how it happened. Don't ask me how it happened. I don't need to walk through this process with anyone. But I care immensely about Scott Frost looking my dog Scout straight in the eye on game day. This, this matters to me. So do not come at me that I did not want football season. I do because... I need my dog's moment to shine. They need to be stars. They need sponsorship deals. They need endorsement deals. I need people to see them. If Nebraska would like for them to be a third mascot of the team, I'm okay with that. Give me a call, Nebraska. We can work this out. Like I said, don't ask questions. But for somebody who gets this far in and you do ask questions, I will entertain them slightly, but not completely. Yeah. The Big Ten with its decision not to allow the UTC game um, eliminated the chance for a few players debuts at, at Memorial stadium. Oh, those are more let's important not for, than my dog's fine. Let, no, I, <laughs> I was getting to it. Let's not forget. <laughs> they removed scout and Jack's debut at Memorial stadium as well. They did because was, I, I just was really looking forward to this moment. <laughs> it was literally going to be larger than life. It was going to be larger than life, but you ruined it, Wisconsin, with your lack of care and whatever you did. Don't bring those conspiracy theories at me either. I've heard a number of those as well. Y'all are crazy. Well, we, we've kind of we've transitioned into the animal portion of the show. <laughs> um, we're just talking about 
dogs. You mentioned uh, Big Bad Wolf earlier, mm-hmm. which reminded me of coyotes, uh, which reminded me of badgers. And you have compiled some Bucky Badger facts. Uh, I know you're you're very excited. We've been t- teasing it all episode. Yes. Well, Let's get to the facts. This would have been the thing that you would have all had to look forward to. Now, I want to say I have two different things here. I don't just have Bucky Badger facts. I have just general Badger facts because something that I did not realize is that depending on who you ask and how you say it, the Badger is the Wisconsin state animal. Although some have said it's the official state mammal, which I think those are the same thing but I guess I haven't done the research on that directly. But I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that some people say animal and some say mammal. If you are a big um, animal mammal fan, um, give me a heads up on what the difference is. Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I don't know the distinction. It's, that's, a, that's kind of a tough blow, don't you think, for the dairy cow? Like I, I like badgers. Badgers are cool. It's a little bit more unique, but... You're talking about importance in the state of Wisconsin. I know. Now, the thing that's crazy is the badger appears on Wisconsin's state flag, their state seal, and even has a state song that mentions the badger. And it's recognized as a state wildlife animal. But if you are real crazy, it is also a state domesticated animal. You can own a badger in the state of Wisconsin. And of course, Wisconsin is nicknamed the Badger State, but it's not because of why I thought. Because I was like, obviously, it's the Badger State because they like badgers. No, no, no. It's because of the miners that dug tunnels into hillsides searching for lead ore in the 1800s. I I, I read something about this. (laughs) Apparently, in the Middle Ages, it was believed that badgers lived in tunnels underneath mountains um, and that to build those tunnels, one badger would lay on its back and bite a stick in its mouth. Two other badgers would pile dirt on the prone badger's stomach, and then they would mm-hmm. pull it out using the stick, basically making a badger wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's in here. I have that. I have these facts. They're incredibly ferocious fighters. They don't like to be bothered. Um, they snarl, growl, and they give off a pretty strong scent similar to a skunk. So if you ever encounter a badger, if it hasn't mauled you first, apparently it can essentially do what a skunk does. And they do spend 90% of their time in their den during Wisconsin winters. So that is not to be confused with Bucky Badger facts, because I was like, I can't just tell you about the Wisconsin state animal that you would have had the ability to see play out in front of everyone. No. Bucky Badger. I told you this already, but Pat doesn't know. Pat, by the way, is our producer who is sitting in the room so patiently through all of this. Buckle up, Pat, for what you're about to hear. Do you know what Bucky Badger's full name is? No, I didn't even know it was Bucky. I'm, I, was, I mean, it doesn't feel like it should be Bucky, but it right. is Bucky. His full name is Buckingham U. Bucky Badger. Wow. Buckingham. His full name is Buckingham. That's right. I have never liked a mascot more than this moment <laughs> that I have found out his freaking name is Buckingham. I'm so mad at Wisconsin now that I have this information and I could have finally met Buckingham because I want to point out, stupid Buckingham. At Big Ten Media Days, I'm always like really excited to meet the mascots because the Big Ten does have some good non-live mascots. Like 
Brutus at Ohio State is a good mascot. Um, not Purdue Test- Pete. <laughs> Testudo. I mean, Testudo. Oh. He has a raincoat and a rain hat, and it's the most amazing thing. Um, but Bucky Badger, Mr. Buckingham the Jerk, doesn't ever come and say hi. He just kind of does. He, he basically does what badgers do. He does not want to be bothered. I mean, you know, you have to under, you have to kind of assume with a mascot whose name is Buckingham, who wears a turtleneck, that he might be a little bit aloof. I think that's reasonable. He does wear a turtleneck. And I mean, here's the crazy thing about him. And now I, I can't like throw too much shade because Nebraska, if you've ever looked at what the Cornhusker looked like before it became Herbie, it was literally a man in like a green suit with a corn head on its, on top. Um, so <laughs> I love, I love Wikipedia by the way, because whoever writes on Wikipedia during sporting events, he is generally seen interacting with the crowd, especially the rambunctious student section. For example, during football games, Bucky often directs the sections N, O, and P to dance along with the band. <laughs> um, he is in the he is a charter member of the mascot Hall of Fame for the college division, which is pretty cool. He joined with Delaware's mascot, Sparty from Michigan State, and Obby from Auburn. Makes a lot of sense. Um, an actual badger, however, was used for the first few football games in 1940 before they decided that was a bad idea and retired it to the Henry Villas Zoo in the area. <laughs> so there's, he does wear a turtleneck. I love it. He's always worn a turtleneck. Even in 1965, he had a, like a more solid sweater, but he still had the like turtleneck around his, his, his head. I mean. What do you think the U stands for? The U? Buckingham U. Buckingham University, Buckingham Ulysses. Yeah, I was going to go with Ulysses. That, that I mean, that's now I'm now I'm googling it again. This is if whoever the like unfortunate person is that like is if if the FBI ever, is ever looking at my files on my computer and my like search history, they're like, what is wrong with this person? Oh. This person literally asked on the Wisconsin Alumni Association page, we all know Bucky's full name is Buckingham U. What does the U stand for? When your favorite mascot has such a profound moniker. Now, this is, <laughs> I can't like even begin to explain. Like anyone listening to this is like, this has gone off the rails. It's about to go off way further off the rails. I need you to understand who answered this question on the official Wisconsin Alumni Association page. Abraham Lincoln. I'm oh. not kidding. <laughs> When your favorite mascot has such a profound moniker, it may be a surprise to learn that you doesn't stand for anything. With the news that Bucky's creator, William Bill Sash, died last month at the age of 85, came a reminder about another little-known little element of Bucky's naming history. The 1949 contest to name the mascot was rigged. It was rigged. As Sash once told the Wisconsin State Journal, we knew we wanted the name Bucky, but the contest entries weren't hitting the mark. He told fraternity members that an entry with the name Bucky in it would win. So basically, they knew they wanted it to be Bucky. They saw somebody do it. They saw somebody write it in, and they rigged the system in 1950, or 49, excuse me. And then apparently felt like giving him the name Buckingham U. Well, that's a perfect segue, because I just wanted to do another quick 45 minutes on rigged elections. Do you, <laughs> do you, need, to take, do you need to take a break? Uh. <laughs> 
Oh my god! If you really want to make like everybody mad, that let's just let's roll. Let's roll. I have I have a personal opinion that I was an election was rigged when I ran for student council in fourth grade. So that's fine. I will be glad to insert my own personal opinion on this. All right. Still mad Ma- about it. Maybe maybe we'll save that for another a future episode. Hopefully um, not because a game has been canceled. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Have you ever seen a badger like live? No. And I'm kind of slightly terrified. <laughs> they're really cool looking. Like their faces are really cool. Um, I've seen them in Colorado occasionally um, since I grew up all the way out there. Still in Nebraska, but pretty close to Colorado. I just had a moment where I was like, why would you have seen them in Colorado? You grew up in the panhandle. That's right. Yeah. Wisconsin plays Colorado sometimes. So you see them there sometimes Mm -hmm. too. Every Um, so often. Oh, that's right. People did mention it when we went to Colorado. Wow. I feel, I feel cheated. Yeah. Did you, did you come across the Wikipedia factoid that coyotes and badgers sometimes hunt together? No. Yeah. There, there are YouTube videos. I would urge you to check it out. There's a a spirit of cooperation there, which is going to change for me forever. If Wisconsin football ever plays South Dakota, um, I'm going to be like, here it is. Like, what do they do? Yeah, if they don't just actually join up as a team and then come down to Lincoln and just like charge at Nebraska, it will not have been it won't it won't be real. Well, how about this? Since since coyotes like to help badgers out, why doesn't Nebraska (gasps) just play South Dakota this week? Oh, oh, we've we've hit it. We have hit the peak pinnacle moment of this entire podcast. If you are still with us, you need to tweet at South Dakota. Don't tell them why. I, I think you're right. I think that is the pinnacle. We'll uh, wrap this anti-Nebraska Wisconsin preview. The um, unpreview preview. Yes. Thank you, Aaron, for joining and bringing the Badger facts, as well as uh, sterling thoughts on everything else we talked about. Uh, hopefully by next week, uh, we can get back to, we can talk about Nebraska and Northwestern playing football. Uh, we'll, we'll aim for that. Until then, subscribe to Hail Varsity subscribe to Aaron's podcast. You want to give a specific podcast blog, Aaron? Um, if you enjoyed my, the chaos I brought to this, please tune into the mind your own podcast. Every Wednesday, uh, Sasha puts up with me and my crazy ideas all the time. So I appreciate her. Um, but for your podcast as well, subscribe, give us a rating on all of our podcasts and then also follow us on TikTok. Nice. Got it in <laughs> under the buzzer. <laughs> we'll we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. We'll be uh, back next week. Hopefully, talking some football. Fingers crossed. A Huda Media Production. <laughs>